New Vision is a church that is about guiding people to lives of gospel transformation. Whether this is your first time listening with us or you're a regular listener, we're so happy that you're here. Monday through Friday, we release a podcast studying through a book of the Bible. Right now, we've focused our attention to the Gospel of John. Again, we're happy that you're here. We know God's going to do something great. And joining us today, our teaching pastor, Nick Person. What is going on, everybody? So good to continue on this journey through John with you guys. Hopefully, you've been learning a lot. Hopefully, you have enjoyed getting an even better, clearer glimpse of Jesus along this journey. And speaking of sight, the story we're going to read today is about a blind man that was healed by Jesus, which caused a lot of controversy. If you have not seen yet in your journey through John, is that Jesus, whenever he healed somebody, whenever he did something divine, whenever he told them plainly about who he was, it would always, always lead to a problem. And so we're going to begin reading in John chapter 9. We're going to pick up at verse number 13 and read through verse 41 to finish out the chapter of John chapter 9. I'm going to be reading out of the CSB. It's just the Bible I read in my alone time with the Lord. So I'm going to read from that and let's begin in verse 13. I'm going to read it in its entirety. We're going to pause. I'm going to give you some insights that I got and, uh, and then we'll go on our way. So beginning in John chapter 9, beginning in verse 13, it says this, they brought the man who used to be blind to the Pharisees. The reason that he used to be blind was because he had an encounter with Jesus. The day that Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes was a Sabbath. Then the Pharisees asked him again how he received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, he told them, I washed and I can see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he doesn't keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, how can a sinful man perform such signs? And there was a division among them. Verse 17. Again, they asked the blind man, what do you say about him since he opened your eyes? He's a prophet, he said. The Jews did not believe this about him, that he was blind and received sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had received his sight. They asked them, is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he now see? We know this is our son and that he was born blind, his parents answered, but we don't know how he now sees. And we don't know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews. Since the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him as the Messiah, he would be banned from the synagogue. This is why his parents said he's of age. Ask him. So a second time they summoned the man who had been blind and told him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, whether or not he's a sinner. I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I can see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I already told you, he said, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? They ridiculed him. You're the man's disciple, but we're Moses' disciples. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but this man, we don't know where he's from. This is an amazing thing, the man told him. You don't know where he is from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him. 
Throughout history, no one has ever heard of someone opening the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. You were born entirely in sin, they replied. And are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown the man out. And when he found him, he asked, do you believe in the son of man? Who is he, sir, that I might believe in him? He asked. Jesus answered, you have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. I believe, Lord, he said, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment in order that those who do not see will see and those who do see will become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and asked him, we aren't blind too, are we? If you were blind, Jesus told him, you wouldn't have sinned. But now that you say we see your sins remain. What a strong, strong passage of scripture. As we look at this man who was intersected by Jesus, and really we see all the rippling effects of Jesus not only healing him physically, but we have to remember that a physical healing is always a picture of a spiritual healing as well. If you notice in verses 18 to 23, the Pharisees are asking his parents, hey, how did your son get healed? And they automatically go, well, he's of age. Um, We don't want to get kicked out of the synagogue. We don't want to really tell you all the truth because that truth may be an inconvenient truth and we're not sure of the outcome. Can I just say, and I'm reminded of this, is that sometimes the truth is inconvenient, but just because the truth is inconvenient doesn't mean the truth is not best. There's different ways you can say it and there's different ways you can present it, but always telling the truth and always being forthright is always the best way in order to navigate. Even if it is a little bit inconvenient and unpleasant, the truth really does set you free. So then we see in verses 26 through 27 that these Pharisees come again to this man that was healed from blindness and they're going, hey, okay, okay, break it down for me. Tell me again what happened, who healed you, how did this happen? You can see their posture of unbelief. And also what you can see is typically when people ask you again and again and again, they're typically trying to catch you in a lie and seeing if your story continues to match up. So here they are again with this guy, with this blind guy, and they're asking him again and again and again and again, but yet his story is the same. He keeps saying, hey, I had an encounter with Jesus, the savior of the world, and that is why my life is different. Hear me. When your life has been changed by Jesus, there is always going to be doubters. There is always, what I like to say is there are always going to be haters. There are always going to be people that question the change in you. Let them question the change and let your life and the fruit of your life be the evidence of that life change. Just like this man. This man's sight was restored and healed. That was the evidence of his healing. He didn't need to defend himself. He didn't need to give a bunch of facts and rules and regulations. He just had to let his sight be revealed. And that's exactly what he did. They did not like that at all, but he just said, you know what? I'm going to let it shine. And they did not like the answers that he was getting, as we see in verse 30 through 34. They did not like the responses because here's this unschooled beggar who was blind, and now he is telling them the truth about the Messiah and the Savior of the world. And you can tell there is a little bit of angst within them because they have been exposed to the truth. Verse 39 It talks about how 
this man was now able to see. And as I said earlier, you have to remember physical healing is a picture of spiritual healing because the spiritual healing is the most important. The physical is a byproduct of that spiritual healing. And so here we go. We have the evidence of the healing that took place within because you can see it without and so or outside. And so that is what Jesus would do. He would meet people in the midst of the mess, fix the mess. But in the meanwhile, he would fix their their spiritual condition and their physical healing was a picture of their spiritual healing, which is truly, truly beautiful. In verse 41, this text ends up with this. If you were blind, Jesus told him you wouldn't have sin, but now that you say, we see your sin remains. See, Jesus was offering them healing of their spiritual condition as well, but they weren't willing to recognize that they were in need at all. They could not see their blindness. They could not see their need. They felt self-sufficient to heal their own blindness, which we are all unable to do. And Jesus says, listen, I'm willing to give you a new perspective. I'm willing to give you new eyes. I'm willing to give you new sight, but you have to accept it. And they were not willing to accept it. They were willing to accept the reader's from CVS instead of getting a new some new eyes and new sight. They were willing to settle for less and not take the king and the healer and allow themselves to be fully healed and fully restored because they saw their way as better. And later on, hopefully, they would see that Jesus was, but they still may have not believed. They may have still tried to reach their king through their own means. Hear me. Here, here's a takeaway for us today. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has offered us healing and offered us sight. Let us take the opportunity so we can see the way he sees and walk and the way he walks because his way is better. I hope that today you can see with these new eyes that can only be given to you by the King. And may you see differently and walk different in light of it. And may the evidence of your life be enough. You don't have anything to defend. You have just been called to live and to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. May you do that well. Love you, friends. Look forward to continuing this journey through John. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Join us tomorrow as we continue through the Gospel of John. See you guys then.